Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with today's conversation about resilience. But first, if you're interested in creating a better life, having a better career, please visit kintsugipodcast.com and grab your free workbook on how to have a better life. In it, you'll discover tips and routines so you can find the energy for the things and the people who matter most so you can create a better tomorrow and create the life and career you desire. Hey there, it's Michael. And today on the Kintsugi Podcast, another conversation about resilience. We're going to talk about my dad, who is resilient, among other things that make him awesome sauce. But today, as I record this, it's his 84th birthday, which is worth a second awesome sauce, or maybe 84 of them. But I'll spare you from that. Now, growing up with the perspective of a child, I didn't think it was going to make it to 84. It seemed really old. But as I get older, it doesn't seem that old. But back then, he was a smoker. He quit smoking, which was one of the biggest days of my life. Both he and my mom smoked, and I have a thing against smoking. And so the day they did it, oh, God, I was so happy. He also had high blood pressure, but it's under control now. In fact, the doctors have given him two enthusiastic thumbs up. He might be healthier today at 84 than he was, say, at 44. And given COVID and the fact that he lives in a senior center in upstate New York where we grew up that has a pretty strict visitation policy, I haven't been able to see him through the coronavirus. But we have been able to talk frequently. And this is one of the bright spots of being quarantined. I know a lot of us think like nothing good's coming out of this. But I do believe, as I've mentioned in the past, that this is happening for us, not to us. We just have to tap into our gratitude practice. And one bit of gratitude through the last, say, five months in change has been the frequency in which I get to talk to my dad and how that's changed our relationship for the better. Now, growing up, again, as a child, my perspective, narrow as it is for a child, I thought our relationship was solely built on sports. I thought the fastest way into his heart for me to get the love I so desperately wanted from him was to excel in sports. And many of the guys out there, you might also get this. And even some of the women, you know, for your father's love, who knows that the fastest way into his heart may have been through sports, to excel at them, to get super good, to make him proud, all that jazz. And I tried and tried, and I did all the sports, baseball, one of his true loves, bowling, probably his bigger love. And I was pretty good at bowling. I had my own bowling balls and shoes and shirts and all that jazz. But I quit when I was in high school because in America, in the U.S. back then, you could smoke in bowling alleys. and since I have this thing against smoking, I quit for health reasons, even though I was I was pretty good. I was a pretty good bowler. I tried basketball, although being tall, not that good at that. So I got cut in high school. But I tried and tried. I practiced and practiced, but I never thought I got good enough to get full-on love from him, full gas love. And there was a time, going back several years, that where I blamed my parents, both my dad and my mom, for not being the type of parents I felt I needed, which there's a spirit of privilege in there, a spirit of like a little spoiled breadiness. I didn't think they got me. And a lot of teenagers go through that where my parents, they just don't understand who I am. He wasn't into the sports I was starting to get interested in, namely cycling. Now he follows it. He knows enough, but 
following professional cycling in America is hard. It's a, it's pretty easy, but it's also pretty complicated. He never grew up with it. So we, we sort of divert back to the standard ones, football, basketball, baseball. But as I've gotten older, I've emptied that backpack, that blame backpack that many of us carry around with us filled with rocks, grudges, blame for things that happened in the past. Some how some way we still carry these around, even though they don't serve us very well. Well, I've emptied my backpack of blame and our relationship has grown because we've grown. Although we still talk about sports all the time. In fact, since he's retired, he has a whole bunch of time to watch sports. Now I had a bit of a reprise during the whole Corona thing from say March until June where there was no sports, but now sports are coming back and I have to study before I have a conversation with him because he's seen all the games. He's watched every minute of ESPN. So in order to participate, I've had I have to study before I call him because I just don't have the time that I once had to watch every game out there. And for me, I rather participate in the sport than watch it. So we still talk about sports all the time. And he still hasn't figured out that I cannot stand the Yankees, which is really a hard thing to do living in the metropolitan New York City area but I've never liked the Yankees. And he he hasn't really picked up on that. My team, my professional baseball team, they're the Toronto Blue Jays. Because, hey, nothing says America's pastime like rooting for the only baseball team in Canada. But they've been my team since 1976. And I'm going to stick with them, even though we've had some tough luck over the years. Well, since Corona, we've had a chance to speak more frequently, almost daily, sometimes multiple times a day. And he's been a fantastic role model for me in terms of perspective, in terms of resilience, and the value of humor to help us get through our tough moments. And I hope that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, that I have some of those qualities that he has that can help me as I go through the second phase of my life. And the thing is, is that the situation up in Rochester isn't perfect. A lot of folks, a lot of my clients ask me if anything gets me triggered or percolated. And the family situation does. It's not ideal. Talk about scars. Talk about like the blemishes of Kintsugi and all that jazz like that. I have them too, just like we all do. Sometimes family is some of the most difficult scars to deal with. I'm not going to get into all that during the Kintsugi podcast today, but Suffice it to say is that my dad's been through a lot and he keeps on getting back up and he has this perspective, even though he was in lockdown in a very small room where he couldn't even leave his room during all this coronavirus stuff. He just kept a sense of humor and he would crack me up. He still does every time I call him. It's pretty amazing. But the quality that I've grown to appreciate the most about my dad through the years is his dedication to service, which feels like it's missing nowadays. Maybe we've lost it altogether. I hope not. I tend to be much more optimistic than pessimistic, but it's definitely missing in today's culture. Professionally, he was in sales. I followed in his footsteps. He did nothing really. He didn't do glamorous sales. He didn't do tech sales or anything like that because there was no tech back then, really. He sold Seagrams, which um, for some people probably have come in handy from time to time during this whole coronavirus thing. He sold Seagrams to bars. He also worked for big moving van companies here in the States, like North America, American, and global. He would help families move, create the next chapter in their lives. And he would always go above and beyond to help them. It would drive my mom crazy because it took time away from the house. 
And he would just drive all over the place helping these families out when they most needed them, delivering boxes or tape or just calming their nerves because he understood how difficult it was, a little empathy here in action, for those families to move their lives and their treasures across the country or maybe even across the town as they were trying to create a better tomorrow. And he was that calming force. He made them feel safe, that he was going to have their back. And he came of age in this country when sacrificing or serving others was commonplace. People sacrificed their time to help a neighbor. We knew our neighbors. Our neighbors knew our kids. We weren't necessarily nosy, but you know, some people were probably nosy back then, but people were looking out for each other as opposed to just looking on their phones or looking at their phones. Companies sacrificed another dollar in profits to offer better surface. Back then, you know, You'd go to the gas station and people would pump the gas for you. You still have that happening in New Jersey. We still have full service, although it's not full service as it was when my dad grew up with old Texaco stations. Or citizens of this country sacrifice sometimes their lives to serve in our wars. And my dad was either too young or too old or mature (laughs) to serve in those wars. But he served his community in so many different ways. He built this fantastic Peloton before I even knew what a Peloton was. He brought people together. He was a guy that everyone went to. Still is. Even in the senior center. He's like the spokesperson for the residents. He's like the mayor of the senior center. He was always, he's always in service. Always has been. And we need that more today. If we're going to be as productive as we can be in creating a better tomorrow through all of this, this whole thing called Corona. Because whether we like it or not, and some don't, or know it or not, and some don't, we're all connected. This moment in time is something that we're all sharing together. The virus travels from person to person, country to country, one part of the globe to the next part of the globe. We're all sharing in this hardship. And really, we share so much more than just this, this moment. We, we have so much more in common than, than what separates us. And getting through this moment, I believe we need to take a page out of my dad's playbook. That is to be in service to each other. We need to sacrifice a bit. We need to act like we give a shift about each other, even when we disagree with each other. We're not going to agree on everything. We never have. We never will. But we don't have to get into these silos that prevent us from being in service to each other, to help each other out, to sacrifice a bit for each other. Let's just take wearing the mask. And to be honest, I hate wearing the mask. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of Zoom as well, as a whole bunch of people are. But I wear the mask for you, for us. And I believe this, that if we all showed up tomorrow in more service to one another, then maybe we can get out in front of this whole thing, at least here in the States, which we're not out in front of it, front of it. It feels like the tail's wagging the dog. If we show up in service of each other, that we sacrifice a bit for the greater good for each of us, then we can get past this. We can build that better tomorrow that I often talk about. And maybe, just maybe, this is selfishly speaking here. I'll get to see my dad again before his 85th birthday. So I hope you'll wish my dad, wherever he may be listening, a happy birthday. 
But I hope you'll take a page out of his playbook and be in service to others as you go forward this week or forward through the rest of the year, because I think we need that more now today than ever before. So if you have a question or if you just want to leave a thank you or a happy birthday message rather to my dad, you can do so in the Kintsugi podcast. If you type in your happy birthday message, I will be sure to send it to my dad. But if you have a question about almost anything, you can go to kintsugipodcast.com and leave your question there and I'll do my best to get you an answer as quickly as possible. While you're there, you can check out my leadership academy called the Paceline Leadership Academy. It was built for leaders in the middle, aspiring leaders who want more out of life, more out of your career, and not in the typical corporate workshop type of way. There's nothing like it out there. And I hope you'll check it out. And maybe you wish to join us as we complete 2020 and think about starting 2021 in better shape, having a better year next year than we did this year, which hopefully won't be that hard to do because this year has been a doozy but there have been bright spots. And I also want to remind you to check out, and hopefully you'll join us on the 27th of August at 5 p.m. Eastern for a conversation webinar, if you will, called Breakaway from Burnout. I'll put the link to sign up in the show notes. I've felt it from so many people in Europe, Canada, the US, a lot of my clients where folks are just on the edge. They're close to burning out because of all this. So this is a moment to come together to hit the pause button, collect our breath, and reflect on moments of gratitude. How do we want to look at this situation? Shift our perspective to from maybe it's happening to us to maybe it's happening for us. And try to find a little calm within all this chaos. So I hope you'll join us on the 27th. Breakaway from burnout, 5 p.m. for a nice little conversation. A great way to end the day if you're on the East Coast or get through the middle part of the day if you're on the West or finish your day if you're, say, in Europe, where a lot of our listeners are. So with that, I'll thank you for listening and subscribing and leaving a comment. I hope you'll share the Kintsugi podcast and the conversations that we have about resilience with others in your Peloton. And until next week, I hope everyone stays healthy. Of course, I want you to have fun storming the castle, and I will wish my dad happy birthday one last time. Happy birthday, dad. We love you. Even though you like the New York Yankees. We'll talk to everyone next week. See you.